We have our first couple all-conference ACC teams out for football season. We have hot takes. Today's episode, Locked on Wolfpack. You are Locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Back into another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. Uh, thank you for making Locked On Wolfpack your first listen each and every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. This is Kenton Gibbs. And Kenton, we have some preseason ACC football teams to digest. It is uh, it's preseason team season, if you will. We're going to see a lot more of these come out as the summer wages on. But this is kind of our first taste of some preseason, I guess, honors, you could call it. Because, I mean, once the season starts, they don't mean a whole lot. But we noticed some, uh, some potential snubs that we're going to get into in just a second. But... This, of course, is all coming from Athlon Sports. Uh, they released an article for all the Power Five conferences uh, today here on Monday, We're listening on Tuesday. Um, but we have some things to discuss here. So first team offense, there were no NC State Wolfpack players on there. I'm not necessarily surprised by this. Kenton, I know you said you weren't necessarily either, but uh, this is where the hot takes are going to come in handy as we get through this in the into the second segment. However, first team defense, we've spotted a Peyton Wilson and an Aiden White. Very appropriately deserved. I know, Kenton, you tweeted just the other day. According to On3, Aiden White is the number one ranked corner in the ACC. What do you, how do you feel about you know, them nailing these two guys here in the first team for the, this particular article? Aiden White has ball skills that are Dave Emerson-esque. However, he doesn't take the risk. That is insane to think about. That is because when you think back to Dave Emerson and what he did well, many Wolfpack fans will remember him fondly. It was that he would bait up quarterbacks and find ways to break on the ball like crazy. But the problem with baiting is sometimes you can't get back to where you're actually supposed to be in doing so. Um, and it, it he left a little bit to be designed in man coverage, but that is not to no disrespect to Dave. That man played in the NFL for years for a reason. Was a starter in the NFL for a reason. Aiden White has all of that. I would say a little less length, a little less athleticism, but the ball skills are there. He's always where he has to be, and he always finds a way to make the not just a play on the ball, the play on the ball, to take that thing back the other way. He's a phenomenal athlete, superstar. He deserves every bit of love that he's getting. And Peyton Wilson, baby, if I could give you my shoulders, I would. I promise you. I promise you I would, right? Like, I, I don't even want your Achilles in exchange. Just take my shoulders because, man, I'm telling you, when Peyton is right, when he is healthy, I don't think, and I mean this with every bit, bit of my heart and soul, there's not a better backer in the country that when he's right uh, in terms of his, his health. 
He flies around at a million miles per hour. He plays the game with reckless abandon, but he's rarely ever out of position. And even when he is, at times he has the type of athleticism that helps you make up for it. And the play against Syracuse, which many people uh, will will never forget, is why, right? Before the fourth down, uh, what was it? Their court, did their quarterback spike it on fourth down? Or, yes. Uh, was it? Yeah, before the fourth down spike, the man drops into the middle hole about 10 yards deep. And he's he's just kind of waiting there. He's looking. He's looking for work, which every good defender does in his own coverage. He's looking for work, looking for work, keeping his feet active. And he just starts creeping a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, a little bit closer. Next thing you know, the man has a sack. Now, I don't know how many of y'all know this, but if you're playing a middle hole in the defense, you're not supposed to be able to also get a sack on that same play, regardless of how long it runs. That is just a snitch of uh, just a – a slight little free sample. You know the ones they got at Costco on the little on the little uh the two picks. That's that that's just that of how good Peyton Wilson is when he's healthy. Yeah, of course. You know, we've talked about it on here before in Peyton Wilson's decision to come back for this last year of eligibility at NC State and how it, it is doing us uh, a humongous solid because absolutely you know he he has shown quite a bit of tape already that you know likely would have made him some NFL money. Uh, you know, somewhere at some point, but I, I fully understand the decision to come back and play another healthy year, um, get that more, you know, get that experience under his belt uh, even more so. But again, yes, this this first team nomination, it, it is going to hinge uh, on his health as he has had quite a bit of struggle uh, staying on the field at times throughout his college career. But like you mentioned, if if he's able to stay on the field throughout this whole season, mm-hmm. You can you can look at the talent that Clemson has at linebacker. If you look at Peyton Wilson and it's all systems go, we could be talking ACC depoy because that is the talent that a, a Peyton Wilson possesses here at linebacker. Of course, you know he he lost his Isaiah Moore next to him. He lost his Drake Thomas next to him. But if there's anyone on this defense that's going to step up and show out, it's going to be a healthy Peyton Wilson. So of course these. These first two first team defenses, I think, are very well warranted. Um, as the, as the list kind of waned on, um, we got a third team defensive nomination in Davin Van. I know Kenton, you have a hot take on Davin. Uh, that's going to come here in the second segment, so please stick around for that. Third team specialist as a kick returner, we have Julian Gray. Very excited to see what he does this year. There's a whole lot of buzz being generated around Julian uh, last fall camp so i'm very uh, interested to see how he's implemented into this new robert and i offense fourth team offensive nominations were both offensive linemen timothy mckay and dylan mcmahon um i'm going to be interested to see how they get to work uh on the offensive line under their new coach in coach touje a lot to uh a lot to be desired this year out of the offensive line unit so especially when greg gibson went down they were they look service Grant Gibson to anchor us, yes. Exactly. They look serviceable, maybe even good at times when Grant Gibson was in. The minute he went down, it was like, what what are we doing out here? Do we have guys on scholarship that are playing offensive line today? Because it was, I mean, rough. I, it was Swiss ugh. cheese offensive line. Ugh. It just it, it wasn't pretty. That objectively wasn't pretty. But there's another hot take to be had about the offensive line as well. And uh, I, I think that this one may come as a surprise to some people. So stick around for that as well. But yeah, these are, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. We've talked about this before. 
and I'm going to talk about it today. Historically speaking, when NC State is picked lowly, when nobody believes in us, when Virginia Tech has as many, if not more players on and all, all these all-conference teams than us, that's when we perform our best. That's when we perform our best. When everybody's saying, oh, your quarterback stinks, you got one guy that's got two bad shoulders, and then you got MJ who was good for a couple games, then all of a sudden kind of faded out of out of there, and and oh, your, your offensive line is missing the only guy that looked really good last year, and he's not going to the NFL. So what's that say about your offensive line? Oh, on defense, you're losing too much talent, too much production. I'm telling you right now, this is a team that because of these things, because of not being picked, because we don't, because remember, when we had all the picks, when almost all our entire linebacking core made the um, the first team or second team or conference team, when we had the offense, the offensive preseason offensive player of the year and all that, things just didn't work out in the way that we wanted it to. So, you know, this this Rodney Dangerfield, no respect at all bit. Let's roll it. Let's roll it. And then uh, rounding out this Athlon Sports All-ACC teams for the preseason, fourth-team defense, we had another corner in Shaheen Battle, veteran corner that decided to come back for his last year. Uh, He's going to be a a crucial piece in the back half of this Tony Gibson defense this year. And then fourth-team specialist, our new kicker to replace Christopher Dunn. Uh, This is Braden Narvison joining us from Western Kentucky. Not necessarily a hot take, but I think you're going to see him finish higher than fourth team uh, when it's all said and done as well. So as we mentioned, we have some hot takes to get off our chest here in the second segment. Please stick around for those. But first, a quick word from our sponsor for today, FanDuel. You need to be making a fast break to FanDuel for these NBA playoffs. If you think LeBron's going to be able to claw back and avenge a 3-0 deficit to the Denver Nuggets, you better put a little action on it. If you think the Miami Heat have a, have officially stomped out the Boston Celtics, better go put some action on it. Because right now, new customers can get up to $1,000 back on a no-sweat first bet. Yes, that's right. $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. So, Kenton, this first segment, we were talking about the uh, all-ACC conference selections from Athlon Sports, the first of, I'm sure, many that we will see here as the summer wages on. And uh, we have some hot takes to get off our chest based on the list that we just read to you all. A um, couple nominations that are, I think are very warranted. A couple snubs, maybe. A couple guys that are going to finish higher than where they were just ranked in that list. But I have a maybe, I don't know if it's the warmest hot take, but it's probably the most prominent hot take. That is, Brennan Armstrong is going to be a top three quarterback in the ACC this year. Now, listen, I will give you Drake may. That was painful to say that I'll give you Drake may. I'll give you Jordan Travis from Florida state. I don't think anyone else is going to beat Brennan Armstrong for that three spot. I understand you still have the quarterback from Duke. His name is escaping me at the moment. Riley Leonard. 
Leonard. Riley Leonard. Yeah. Brennan Armstrong, he's got his offensive coordinator back. We've said it a million times on here. He has a whole lot of new shiny new toys to learn mm-hmm. how to work with here at NC State. I think it's going to be an offense like we have not seen in quite some time at NC State. I think Armstrong is going to put up superb numbers um, despite maybe some hesitations from fans uh, in regards to his turnovers, which I fully understand that. But I think if you get a 2021 version of this Brennan Armstrong, that's a top three quarterback in the ACC. Let me tell you something. Uh, Let me break out the peaches and herb for y'all because I know – that Brendan Armstrong, when he walked on this campus, him and Robert and they were singing together, reunited, and it feels so good. Because those two made magic together with, like you talked about, lesser weapons than what is uh, here at NC State. And let's see what can happen um, and what they can do here at NC State. And again, I agree. I agree that when if, if 2021 – Brennan Armstrong is rolling through that door. If we can turn back time, right? If if we can get it, hop in our time machine and, and go get 2021 Brennan Armstrong back on this campus, then this team can be something very special. This team I think, can be something. You know, his his ability to be a dual threat quarterback and extend a play and then be able to basically create magic when when everything else is broken down around him, you know, that's something we haven't really had much of since. I don't know the last one, maybe Jacoby Brissett, maybe some mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. We haven't had this type of quarterback in quite some time. And I think we have better everything around this quarterback to make it all go. I think, well, okay. The offensive line is maybe a question mark. I'll give you that. I think our wide receivers are better. I think our running back room can be better uh, with the emergence of a Michael Allen. Um, I think our, our tight ends that we've talked about on here as a unit, they are better. And I, it's just, I think it's going to be explosive. It, we're going to throw for a lot of yards. We're going to run for a, a lot of yards. We're going to, we're going to have some trickeration going on in this new offense. And, you know, the, the point I always drive home about Robert and I, the new offensive coordinator is he gets the absolute most out of what he has. And I think you're going to see that with Brennan Armstrong potentially here in his last year of college football He's going to be giving it all he's got because this is his trampoline year per se into the NFL. And so I think you're going to see it. I think you're going to see a top three quarterback uh, in the ACC. My next hot take, Kenton, you said. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to say something here. Go ahead. With Demi Sumo leaving, there's one that I have that's related to Brendan Armstrong that I need to slide in right here. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. There will be, if, if Brendan Armstrong gets to have anywhere near the season that we think he will, there will be at least one, possibly two receivers that make at least ACC, all ACC second team next year. I believe that uh, Timmons and Anthony Smith are going to be absolutely phenomenal next year. And Porter Rooks and Keon Lassane will be the X factors in terms of what can they show up and add? Because Keon Lassane is the one that he's the most consistent. He's the most consistent day in, day out. We've seen, or at least game in, game out last year, we saw him show up every single time as that third option that wasn't named um, Carter or Thomas. And so he's going to show up and give us what he's got, but I want to see how he's utilizing Robert and I's system. And Porter Rooks, I, I'm a, I don't want to steal your thunder, so I'm going to I'm gonna mums the word on Porter Rooks. But those two outside guys, 
I'm going to tell you, Robert and I loves to push that ball down the field. And them two can fly. And they can go get that thing up out the air. That's what you want to see in the <laughs> so, system where you got, got it going vertical. But, Grayson, I'm going to let you go ahead and get to your uh, hot take now. So you did. You beat me to the punch just a little bit. You said that this one was an extremely spicy take before we jumped on here. Yeah, yeah. Porter Rooks is going to be an all-ACC receiver this year in 2023, and I'll tell you why. Porter's kind of been waiting in the wings, per se, behind a Thayer Thomas and a little bit of a Keon Lassane last year as they do play very similar types of wide receiver, uh, most likely in the slot. Mm -hmm. I think Porter Rooks is going to be a prime example of Robert and I getting the most out of his personnel. I think he's going to be able to scheme Porter into open space, not just often, but effectively often. And he, I think he's going to take off. He was a highly recruited receiver coming into NC State, so we've kind of been waiting here for quite some time to try and get him going. Um, just scored his la- or his first touchdown of his college career last year against UConn, and then you know saw him in flashes, but not a whole lot of production after that. Of course, you know you got you got a Thayer Thomas on the field, so that's you know that's understandable. Uh, you got a Tim Beck calling the plays. He can okay. <laughs> he can keep the best of them. He can keep the ball away from the best of them, baby. He, That's fair. You know, when in doubt, run your quarterback power draw. When in doubt, with all with Tim Beck, that play is coming as sure as the sun rises on the east and sets on the west. That's it's fair. Coming. But yeah, I mean, we have a lot of talent in the wide receiver room. You mentioned the Timmons. You mentioned Anthony Smith. You know, you got. I believe he goes by DJ Collins now, the transfer mm-hmm. from Clemson. You have as many tight ends as we have that are all serviceable. I think Porter Rooks has a humongous opportunity to step out of the shadows and be a humongous piece of this offense here in 2023. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. He has the potential to do so. Uh, The only reason that I didn't mention him amongst those receivers is one, number one, I didn't want to steal your thunder there. You know what I mean? I want to pepper him with the jab and let you come in with the, uh, with the hook there. But even beyond that, um, I, it the recruiting says that he's supposed to be there. And I hope he is. I hope that he is the guy that um that all the recruiting websites said he was. And and I hope that we can find ways to get him the ball more innovatively. But I've seen, I've just seen so much out of Anthony Smith and uh and, and Tim is the where I'm like, all right, wait a minute. Cause Anthony Smith, I the the play where his helmet came off and he still, I believe it was he that recovered a fumble or uh made the tackle to prevent a returner from from getting the phone, I was like, that's that's something different. Everybody talks about got that dog in them. No, 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 no. That's all that's something. That's a the Kobe Bryant. Can you be a different animal in the same beast? That's one of those moments. Cause like you're the special teams is dangerous enough. Being a gunner on a punt team is dangerous enough. Doing so without a helmet, oh baby, you you are a, you're you're built different. You're you're built very different. So uh I, I hope that Porter, I hope that this entire receiver room. Can have a, a really great time. Of course, of course. But let me let me hit y'all with two hot takes. One on the offensive side of the ball. One on the defensive side of the ball. In the trenches, because I'm a buffet buster myself, and so I got to get in the trenches. I got to get a little dirty with you. The key to NC State's offense, outside of the skill positions, is not going to be McMahon or McKay. It's going to be big Escalade Belton. If he has an effective season, the thing that I find so interesting 
about uh, Belton is that his the worst thing about him was his confidence at times. Like, yes, technique-wise, there were some things that he could clean up. He did have a tendency to lean and all that when he punched sometimes. But that happened when his confidence got bad. For example, the worst game I saw him play was against Clemson. He had a good first half. He was all right in the first half for the most part until I want to say like the last drive or so. But after that, you could tell his confidence was shaken, and he just looked really rough. Every bad game that he played last year, his confidence went down and his technique went away. But when his technique, when he was trusting his technique and doing what he had to do in terms of, um, you know, just just following the little details, he has the aggressiveness. He has the mentality of a big hit. He has that in him. He has that I want to finish blocks in him. He has the feet to be a really, really good pass blocker in him. He has it. But for whatever reason, it, it, when he gets that, when that confidence gets down, it gets tough for him. Next one, Davin Van, who was picked, I believe, what was it, 14? 13 defense. 13. He will be not only one of the more impactful um, defenders or defensive linemen in the conference, he'll be one of the most impactful defenders in the conference. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. I stand by that. Um, that is one of those things. I When you watched Davin play last year, uh, originally teams came into the, the season uh, double and triple teaming Corey Durden, and that was the goal. The teams were thinking if we negate Durden and they're only rushing three or four, we'll be all right. And later in the season, you could tell more and more that teams start to shift that attention to wherever Davin was a little bit because he was a menace. He was he was giving some of these tackles the blues. Uh, and the numbers don't necessarily reflect it, but if you watch the games, he was constantly affecting the pocket, constantly making guys move, constantly being there when he's supposed to keep contained. A quarterback cannot – they don't have the uh, angle and ability to scramble outside him. So – Davin Van will be not only one of the most impactful defensive linemen in the ACC, he'll be one of the most impactful defenders. So these are just some early hot takes we have just from this one article from Athlon Sports. Uh, we're going to have a whole lot more hot takes, I would bet, uh, you know, going through the summer as we get closer to the fall. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to have a lot more of these community tab polls that we're going to touch on in just a second in the third segment. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Preseason football, the, the talks have begun. We're getting closer. I think we're now under 100 days until kickoff in August. I cannot wait. I simply cannot wait. We're going to take a quick break uh, from our word with our sponsors. Okay, so this last third segment here, uh, we're going to be diving into the ACC baseball tournament as Tuesday evening, NC State will begin they're showing uh, over in Durham. I keep forgetting this year's tournament is in Durham as it's been in Charlotte uh, the past couple of years. But as we mentioned on Monday's episode, NC State is the nine seed. They will be taking on the four seed in Duke Tuesday night. And uh, we have not seen Duke this year. So this poses a new challenge for the Pac-9. Um, just a quick synopsis on Duke this year. They have won the series against Clemson. Of course, this is before Clemson turned into current number seven in the country, Clemson. So perhaps they caught them at a good time, which is earlier in the season. But Duke has also rattled off series wins on the road against Boston College, something that we could not accomplish. They swept Louisville. They've beaten Campbell twice. 
Campbell is a top 15 team in the country. Duke picked him off twice. And Duke also went on the road and took the series from Virginia, which is, I believe, the number two seed in the ACC tournament. So what does all this mean? Duke has a lot of talent. They have a lot of offensive firepower. They have some, you know, their starting pitching is so-so at times. Their relief pitching, though, is, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty stable, pretty pretty sturdy. I'd say probably more so than ours has been. But can NC State win this game? Absolutely. I think we absolutely can. Of course, uh, Avent has not announced any lineups or pitching rotation quite yet. As I mentioned on yesterday's episode, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Dom Fritton start this game on Tuesday evening against Duke. I think that'd be uh, the perfect way to begin your pitching rotation into this tournament. Um, They didn't use Dom a whole lot over this past weekend with Pittsburgh, so I think that makes him very serviceable for Tuesday evening, and I think that sets up the rest of your pitching well. Uh, You know, this all hinges on how this first game goes, but looking forward a little bit, I think Dom throwing in this first game gives you the best chance to make a run in this ACC tournament. But, Kenton, how are we feeling? We're facing Duke. They're the number four seed. What do you think? How, what's our chances here? Let me tell you something. If we got rom-com Dom on the mound, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. I trust it. I trust him. This man, he's a freshman, and he's a guy that the lights are never too bright for. He steps up in big moments. It says, hey, I do what I does. And that is something I respect. He doesn't let the moment he's he, you know, they often talk about, well, you know, young guys, they're better because they don't understand the magnitude. Good. Go out there and don't understand the magnitude of nothing. But that ball and that glove, get that ball to that glove or at least at least miss the barrels. You know what I mean? Don't, if they're going to get some contact, let it be some weak contact. Let it be a, a little slow roller or let it be a can of corn into the middle of the outfit. Let it be something cheap. But I'm telling you this much. If we got Dom on the mound in rom-com Dom, we trust. I believe Mr. Fritton can get the job done. Rom-com Dom is something that Kenton has coined here. So we're going to make this our thing. If you hear this elsewhere, know it came from us. We started this first. Uh, We're going to hope this thing sticks as he has been an incredible player in just his freshman season, um, always having the flair for the dramatic, which makes his nickname uh, very appropriate, I would say. But exactly, And that's why he got the nickname. That's why he got the nickname. You know, in in rom-coms, people do things that are impossible and ridiculous that don't make any sense at all. And let me tell you something, putting in a freshman with bases loaded, no outs, is ridiculous. It makes no sense at all. This is something out of a rom-com where he's some small-town uh, little pitcher, and, and there's a big city lawyer that loves him but doesn't really want to do it, and he goes out there and does that. That's why we call him Rom-Com Dom, folks. That's where the nickname comes from. How many movies like this have you seen? Listen, I am <laughs> I am a person who loves rom-coms. I will admit that. I, hey, I have seen I dabble. I've seen The Vow more times than any human should, probably. Channing Tatum was phenomenal in that. Crazy, stupid love. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it a bunch. You know what I mean? Sue me. Sue me. I I watched it with some of the guys I played with at NC State one time, and we all enjoyed it. It was a very good movie. You know, more people need to watch rom-coms. I'm just saying. But back to the NC State stuff, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this. Dom, keep the rom-com going. Keep the You win that lawyer's heart over with a no-hitter. On Tuesday, all right? That's what you do. 
We're looking forward to a potential flair for the dramatic uh, Tuesday evening in Durham against Duke. That's going to do it here for our Tuesday show. Thank you all for giving us a listen as always. Toss us a like. Tell a friend to tell a friend to smash that subscribe button as we're still seeing the number trickle upwards. So thank you all very much for doing so. And, um, and by the way, before we recorded this show, it was exactly 313 subscribers. For those of you who don't know, I'm from the west side of Detroit, Michigan. Our uh, area code is 313. So I appreciate, I appreciate y'all very much for doing that because I love and take a lot of pride in my hometown. So I appreciate it, friends. My uh, my old area code when I lived in Maryland was four four three. So let's go for that mm, one next. Let's and get eventually it. maybe some uh, maybe some nine one nine one nine. Yeah, yeah, and maybe we can match Ava's uh, win total at some point in time. Get us up to nine ninety six or a thousand. Who knows? Let's do it. That's right. So y'all keep listening to us. We're gonna keep this thing rolling. Uh, as always, thank you so much. And as always, go pack. Go pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.